Good afternoon. Welcome to the Zenergy Zone. I am your host, Mr. Marcus Griffin. We do have Pinky Pinky Puff Girl here in the building. And on this very special Thursday, we are waiting for... Marcella. And by building, it is a metaphysical space. Well, for our our, our beautiful... (laughs) A metaphoric building. Threesome Thursday, Thursday, we have a very special guest. Please introduce. How do you uh, first? I know she's not here yet, but but Marcella. How do you know Marcella? I I met Marcella at a friend's party in like the coolest way. Um, she basically she came to the party. She like walked in, and um, I had never met her before, and I had but but I had been well aware of like all of my friends like groups. So they're like my my you know when you befriend a friend and then they introduce you to like their childhood friends and you're, you're the new one, but then like you come over and then they just become your friends. Kind of like Wayne's world. And then they meet two friends and they meet three friends and they meet six friends and they meet two friends. Not like that at all. Oh. <laughs> well, all right. Hey, <laughs> there she is. Hey. I, was, I was just telling Marcus about the day we met. And I was telling him how um, I had been a transplant in technically your childhood friend group. This was like your friend group, but I had never before. And she had walked into the party and the reaction she got from my friends was just amazing. It, it's almost like, was she at war? Is she a veteran that came back from like the way that they were just so shocked, so happy like, and I was like, oh, okay. I have no idea who this person is. <laughs> and then she she came up to me and she's like, I've been waiting to meet you. And I was like, okay, you're awesome. <laughs> like, well, and it was like, we became instantly just those kind of friends where it's like, all right, we're friends. No more needs to be said to the point yeah. where I was like giving her my earbuds or like, here, put this in your ear. You're fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, um, on so that cool. note, of, uh, we gonna, we're going to meet and don't have no idea who she is. I'm going to introduce Marcella Guerra Luna. Is that is that how you say it all? Um, yeah. You know, try not to be a stickler about anything. It's just like, it's Guerra. Guerra? Guerra. Okay. Uh, but when you say it, it's Guerra. Guerra Luna. You got to roll those R's. Well, <laughs> it is very nice. War. <laughs> Well, it is very nice to meet you. Uh, what does it mean? It, um, Gara means war and Luna means moon. So Ooh. That's what's up. War Night wars. I like it. Crazy, right? Warrior here, you know? <laughs> well, introduce yourself to the people and tell us what do you do. Hey, guys. I'm Marcella. Thank you again, Marcus, for um, having me um, come on and just um, appreciate you guys uh, letting me kind of pop in um i'm a 39 year old single woman mother to one son vicente who i also call lovingly my little bat um i'm a pure romance consultant and we're a self-care and sexual wellness company for women with the best in bath beauty and bedroom accessories but i'm also really focused on my spiritual journey and walk right now so over time i yeah over time i've embraced um tarot and oracle card readings 
But uh, as I got farther into my spirituality and focused on cleansing and purging and detoxing and healing, it started to allow me to connect with my four clairs. So clairaudient, clairvoyant, clairsentient, claircognizance. So um, some are a little bit stronger than the others, but essentially I can connect with those that have passed on. Well, I'm very (laughs) excited to have you on. As I fully say with all the energy, because I'll admit, Griff today was feeling a little low. Griff, Griff, the, the beautiful thing about Marcella coming to us is Griff was feeling today like nothing really matters. And, and you know, not pleased with my one to two reach or maybe that three to four, maybe the small audience or maybe no audience at all. But with Marcella being on this energy zone as my energy is getting up. It is a blessing (laughs) to have her on because um, she has been one that, I mean, right now depression is big in everyone. And, you know, with the loss and the pandemic of everybody suffering and everybody being closed off, mass, contact, connection, whatever the case may be, um, you know, she has been one that checked out our suicide episode and... From there, we just clicked because I'm like, we're all down. We all go through things. So, um, um, pure romance. That's what's up. <laughs> now, are you a therapist or are you just work at like a shop? Well, I started off over 10 years ago with passion parties and they bought out pure romance. So I've been in the industry about 10 years, but I rejoined back into the business during the pandemic because everyone was home and you can't do in-home parties. And that's where the bulk of the business is now that we're no longer on timeout. I get to do my parties in home, but I did everything virtual. I did virtual selling. I just shared what I loved about my favorite products already, um, bath care, Um, and beauty items and then for bedroom accessories it's interesting enough is um like toys will sell themselves you just tell them the functions of what they do where it goes and boom everything else was like 80 90 percent of my business the self-care self-love um uh, what's interesting about this um episode here is lily and i talk and we all just break down things and You you speaking on as far as like your spirituality and getting, you know, pretty much in tune with self-love and your clairvoyance, mm-hmm. which I want to dig, dig deeper than that. I haven't heard it from that perspective put because I've kind of I've met some people that have done the tarot cards. I've never really got a reading, but they'll you know, you have some people that post videos of like June cancer and whatnot. But sure. I said to myself, you know, what's interesting in this renunciation of like sexual desires I go I get more energy and when you're in tune it's like I feel more stimulant down there that sounds interesting like I'm 10 like down there like I gotta go to the doctor now but no he's aware down there what's happening yeah if you look at the chakras though if you look at the chakras your pelvic area has the biggest chakra yeah so I go it's interesting where you know, sex release, this most form of intimacy, but then the most intimate with yourself, the most intimacy with yourself is denial. You feel a lot better when you don't fuck. <laughs> now, I know that's a, a, a contradiction here. I know some people are going to be, 
not on board with that. For yourself. <laughs> it's it's cool. It's cool. I got a little insight on a thought process of things, and and you know whatever isn't for if it's the, it's almost to say if this isn't for you, that's okay. This you don't have to listen. But if you tune out because oh they're going spiritual, that's fine. Let me talk to you on this level then. If you can understand your sexual energy is one of the most powerful things you possess, other than the mental capacity of your thoughts and feelings and emotions of everything is going to be a trajectory of that period, the end. So if you are messing around with people that are low vibrational, um, low vibrational meaning even to say like not spiritually walk, sound, woke, healthy, um, they mess around. They don't. Uh, cleanse and harness their energy enough to understand something on that level, then that's where I go. That's low vibrational shit for me. I will not date somebody. In fact, I'll just say it. I had a date last year, 4th of July. It went awry. I was like, we're done. I have been celibate. My anniversary, uh, I just celebrated 4th of July weekend. I've been celibate a year. I held back my sexual energy from anyone and I stopped dating. I'm not on dating sites. I'm not going out with anyone, nothing casual, no flinging, no hookup, no one night stands, no nothing. And my life has turned around so much. I don't look the same. I don't sound the same. I don't feel and think of things the same way. And I've been able to understand it is because when I was sharing my sexual energy with the people that didn't, know me, like me, value me, or any of that extra. And that sounds very deep and heavy, okay? But if you want to really understand, it's just like that. Yeah, it really is just like that. You want to cleanse and detox the crap that you intentionally put into your body other than food and smoke and weed and this and and drink. First off, I don't drink, really. I've maybe had two drinks in a five-year time, okay? Um, I did smoke weed. I'm 34 days sober of marijuana. I don't utilize it anymore. Yeah. And Lily even and knows. I was <laughs> going to say, I put her through the test too. Because it was beautiful. I, we went out uh, for karaoke and I had my pen and I felt bad because I was trying to do it away from her, but she, she's <laughs> like, oh, it smells so good. And I'm like, should I not do it? And she's like, no, 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 no. I, Like this is, this is part of it being tested and knowing that I have resolved to not do it. And I was so proud of you. It's so it is not I, I love, I love it. Easy. Really congratulations to you. Thank I you. Love- yeah. I love hearing this. Okay, because like I haven't I haven't done that. But at least like hearing your response and hearing just how much energy and how great you sound. Hmm. It does validate like I know what you I know what the other side looks like even though I haven't <laughs> done it myself. It gets better. It does get better day by day with intention, with intention. I wake up with exactly. intention and and think about it as in your last podcast, I just want to touch base on that. In your last podcast, when we talked about the suicide one, that 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 one, in reference to it, you said one one day the devil didn't get me because I refused it. I said no, we're gonna keep on keeping on and not not use that day or not have any that day. And then other days I lost that battle. And some of it is that guilt and shame. Well, you know what, society and faith or religion had brought us to be conditioned to have the guilt and the shame for our choices and decisions. And I'm like, reflect on it. It didn't kill you, but you can grow from it. 
It didn't stop you from living your best life because every day you could choose to live your best life. So what? I smoked yesterday. So what? Let's start again. It's about intention, you know? I'm a different addict today than I was. And I I actually had a friend that reached out. Mm. And I think one of the issues that just people in general, they beat themselves up for knowing better without just saying like, I wanted to. I'm human. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you know, and that's what everything, relationships with, uh, with alcoholism, with children being a better parent like they beat themselves up and i go you gotta stop that because it's something that you wanted to do so it's literally break it down and change your want like Mm -hmm. indirectly i spoke with a woman where i was like could you have a relationship without sex because the more i dug into my uh spiritual readings you know like buddhist hinduist whatever you call it they have sex to procreate wasn't for pleasure you Mm -hmm. know and I go, okay, so there's at least that, at least the bottom line that, that like they know they need it to as something, but it's only using it for what it's for. And it is, it is interesting because it wasn't until I started looking at my patterns of behavior and I go, that person that I'm having, that I'm intimate with, you do take on some, some of their characteristics. If you really pay attention, if you're really in tune with yourself, when you find yourself, you know, I've had people that, that creep and spy. And then, you know, because a lot of times we 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 think we're just that person. And it's like, nah, you're conditioned. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I realize that. Like, this relationship was different. Like, I can get off the phone with my girlfriend. It won't be, you know, no ordeal. It won't be like, well, who you got to talk to that's more important than me? But I was conditioned so much to be like, yo, I apologize for getting off the phone. It's like, wait, it's okay to get the fuck off the phone. You know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> You yeah. do need that cleansing, and yet, you know, I'm, I'm working on it, but kudos to you. It's and- it's not without difficulty, you know. Um, some things that people don't talk about when you choose to intentionally go on a spiritual journey is to heal. You are seriously looking at the darkest moments and times of your life, reliving them to squash them so you don't yeah. let them control you anymore. Um, Lily. And I had talked about some pretty heavy, deep-rooted stuff. And I go, it's crazy. You were there to witness me overcome a huge fear, and I did it sober. Um, now, if you don't mind me asking, sure. as we talk uh-huh. about this journey, what, what do you know what was significant to where, you know, you said, I'm, I, this, this is the day I decided to go on this journey. What was significant? And I don't mean in a rock-bottom sense. It was what? a rock bottom sense. <laughs> yeah. Then I, then as, I, as soon as I said, I was like, then what other sense would you need it to be in? But because um, I, I go with, for me, you know, as Lily knows me, mm-hmm. I have somewhat a privileged life where like my rock bottom, now I may not be someone else's and your rock bottom is your own rock bottom. Mine, right. I just think was uh, uh, fatigue. Like I'm tired of being this way. You know, but so anyway, what was your significant moment that led you to take this journey? I had a child with a man that I love very much and uh, we separated and it was really unhealthy and not good. And um, I was lonely and heartbroken and my mom had come to visit and I just remember, ugh, it's hard to not get emotional now. <laughs> um, I remember standing in the kitchen, falling to my knees, crying. 
because I hurt so much. But it wasn't about the breakup. It was about my choices and my decisions have led me to be this heartbroken. And I did it to myself. If I wouldn't have jumped into a relationship from not having enough healed downtime and really finding out why I would continue to pick uh, relationships that were not going to lead to a healthy outcome. It was understanding to stand still and say, I can't do this anymore. I hurt so much. I don't deserve this. I don't, but I keep choosing this and I keep wanting this and I don't understand what is wrong with me. And um, really, really getting to the deep part of it is saying it is me and I want to change me. I want to like, love and respect myself differently because I don't think I do. I think I was codependent, people pleasing the shit out of my life for fear of abandonment. And it was so deep rooted. You talked about the chakras earlier. And um, a lot of the response I have is in my solar plexus and in root. So in root chakra is red. No, it's um, like, so you start from the root, which is, um, I mean, there's over 100, 110 chakras plus, okay? But the mo- most common ones is going to be root and sacral, uh, solar plexus, heart, throat, third eye, and crown, um, which is um, enlightenment is what they call crown, the purple, you know? So wow. every, uh, the color, it's like Roy G. Biv, the rainbow, okay? It's kind of like where you go, how do you know? And then... Um, just understanding at that moment when I cried out and I flat, I, I, I wasn't trying to be dramatic. It was just, I was so sad and weakened by my anger and rage that I fell to my knees and cried out. And a few days later, um, I made an appointment to see a therapist. I went to go check to see if maybe I had postpartum depression. I already knew I had acute depression off and on situational depression comes on depending on what's going on in my life like one minute I'm okay and then some bullshit happens I'm like fuck my life god damn it and then other times it will be um are you are are you just telling me that I have ADHD what it wasn't until I went (laughs) to go tell somebody I think this is what's going on and I can't seem to focus and I use weed to slow down my thoughts and feelings. Um, I started smoking when I was young and it turned out I was dulling my senses so that I could be tolerable. I don't know how many times people like Mars, you're at a 10. I need you at a three. Now right. my response is boo. <laughs> you're telling me that. It and it's there's something. You see sorry. At a 10 too. I'm sorry to cut you off. It's okay. It's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it is very interesting when you see someone at a 10. Because, like, you know, I've I, I, I've been around people that they're up, and you go, "Hey, yeah, I got tired of being told I'm out." Tense. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that a lot. But then at the same time, I go, "I wish I could be up like that." Exactly. <laughs> it, honestly, I feel like that's kind of why, because I I'm in the same boat. Is that like, you know, you you're you learn to people please because you love people so much you you want to be social and you know that the type of person you are there's only like it really took a few years for me to really realize that there are a handful of people that i know that truly don't find me annoying like I'm so used to being told I'm annoying or I'm at a 10. I need you to come down to here that mm-hmm. like 
it almost became my default identity of no, like it wasn't, it didn't necessarily like hurt. It was just more of kind of like, oh, I get it. Most of these humans can't deal with my, my default. You, you know, know, and that's where I, 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 yeah. I don't know if Lily was part of this podcast journey, but I, I made an episode where I just go really, you know, cause I'm all about uplifting and uplifting in any kind of way. Like, believe it or not. Um, and I, I just said, addicts are the pr- most likely, if you really did some research, if you really got to know an addict, they're probably the strongest lovers on the planet because we love so hard that when it gets some rejection, we don't know how to take it, you mm-hmm. know, because it's like we have this, it's not even an attachment we want to grow to the person. It's just more so we see some things that fascinate us and we want to go, I can mend and fix that. And so it's like the people in our lives are like Rubik's Cubes where we just can't stop playing with them. Yet at the same time, they're like, all right, like that's enough of the trying to, and it's not even a trying to fix. You know, it's just more so (laughs) trying to go, we love how you are. And cool, we could be ourselves too. And it's like, no, you got to change who the fuck you are. You'd be like, I don't understand this shit. So I'm going to get high and, and balance this shit out. You know what I'm saying? Well, and I'll challenge to say that I don't necessarily know if addicts love the hardest because I, I do feel like the people really that... hates love- absolute statements. <laughs> well, here's, here's why. One, they're usually wrong. Two, um, I think that the people that can truly love an addict those people love harder because an addict will always love their addiction more Mm. because they can't not. They are literally, it is so ingrained in who they are and their system and their coping. And it is such a big piece of them that to ask them to separate from their addiction is almost like asking them to remove a limb. And, Mm someone to acknowledge that and know that I love you in all of you and even in your coping I think those are the people that love hardest like um listening to uh when we were at the vendor event for the show that you had at the boys and girls club oh you're talking about me Yes. Remember, uh, you were talking to someone that you knew, um, and I felt uh, like there was loss. And I don't want to completely put anybody on blast that doesn't want to be put on blast. But I found a lot of myself in that person because she was saying things like, you know, you love the person, not their addiction. And you know that they can't, like, it's bigger than them. And you can try to be there for that them. It's, it's, you know that's not them. Exactly. And I do, I think that, I think those people love harder. Um, yeah. I was guilty of loving a little too hard on people like that, that I stopped loving myself and living life for myself. And so yeah. I, I want to add on to that one. I know what that looks like. I was engaged to a man we met in culinary school. He was a chef. And um, he had an alcohol and cocaine addiction. 
I was in such denial that no, there's no way he's doing it all of a sudden. Like he was a, you know, he was a bigger guy and he was losing weight and he was staying up later, crashed real hard. I was in such denial, but I was also smoking so much weed. I was like, well, F it. Um, a, my best friend passed away. She was killed in a car accident. Okay. By a drunk driver. And when it comes down to it is like, I mentally checked out that, that moment. And, um, I went deeper and harder into depression, deeper and harder into, um, not understanding, like you are not present here, girl, you checked out. <laughs> I was not living life. I was just going through the motions. Were you still working. I was barely in, uh, I'm going to say I was in bed for about three, four months. My depression was so bad, I didn't take care. I'm sorry? Did you get some type of compensation while you were in bed for three months? Um, Because I just go, it's interesting what this country promote. And I go, that to me, I go, is worthy of like, let me write a letter and we get some type of subsidy sent out. You know what I'm saying? No, I was in culinary school and I got a stipend check once a month and that's what helped pay my rent. My ex uh, fiance, he um, he was working as a chef in San Francisco downtown. We at the time we were living in Hayward, and um, so we would have to take the transit in and into the city. So he worked there in the city, and he got in trouble for possession of using. He got pulled over, cop took him in, he got arrested. Um, turbulent relationship with his mom. Had to reach out and tell her what the hell happened. Um, just all this stuff kind of happened, and I ended up having to leave school. Um, to save our apartment and go get two jobs because when he went to jail, I didn't have money to bail him out. He had to stay there for a minute until he got released. Um, and I didn't gra- graduate culinary school. He did. He, he had a gift and, he, and, and I also know I had gifts, but I didn't, I didn't push myself to overcome when that depression part hit me. He was taking care of us. He may have been addicted to alcohol and cocaine, but he was taking care of us for those three months. I mentally checked out. He didn't know how to help me and he didn't care enough to say, we need to get you help. You need to get out of bed. You need to shower and change your PJs, babe. He didn't he know like, how to do like anything. Cool watch me do all this coke. <laughs> well, well, I <laughs> never saw him do it. <laughs> I'll just put it this way. I never saw him do it. It was a hidden lie of Dude, I swear this is residue of cocaine. I swear to God. Put it on the coffee table, rub it on my gum, my gum turned numb. Oh shit, you really are smooth. What the fuck? I cannot be involved with somebody like this. Well, when he got in trouble and he came out of jail, he was required to go to re- rehab and classes and stuff. I stayed. He was good. He was sober. And I said, You good? And he goes, Yeah. And I go, Okay. I just got to tell you in two weeks, I'm packing all my shit, moving back to Southern California. What? I already went through this with you. I don't need to know the paranoia of feeling of whether or not you're going to relapse. You're just going to have to do this on your own. But I was too codependent in my shit that I couldn't leave him for fear that he was going to overdose on cocaine trying to be sober because I left him. Now I'm like, you're strong. You're sober. You're good. Yeah, I'm good. Are you sure you're good? I'm good. No, I'm good. Good. I'm like, okay. And just letting you know, I'm here's the ring. We're not getting married. I'm going to go live my life in Southern California. I'm going to move back, back home. I can't do this. I chose to love me more. And that's even though I, I desperately wanted to be married and loved, you know, I love yeah. me more. It's something freeing in saying that. And I just wonder, like oftentimes I make those comments in my relationship where the, it's almost like, 
it's so common sense, but yet so taken out of context where, you know, on lines, like we always talk about this, uh, Lily and I, as far as perception, because I go, there's moments when my girlfriend, I'm like, I'm always going to choose me over you. What he's like, what are you talking about? Like if, if, if it's to maintain my peace, yeah, I won't inter- intercede in some things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I go, yeah. but trust, I'm the guy that goes, but I want that for everyone. Like, yeah. I want you to be just as selfish as me. But at the same time, we come together, and if our 20% for us is just that it for that day, then that's a 20% that we can be grateful about, even though we might have spent 80% on ourselves. Like, I look at this whole journey now where I go, you're not supposed, like, it is a blessing when you have that partner that walks with you along the whole way. But in some aspects, as you think about just everything from, birth to where we get up and walk and then we crawl or we crawl then we walk then we feed ourselves and like it's supposed to go all about you you know what okay. i mean and now granted when you until you make that decision to have a kid yourself but then it's the same thing you you go hey yo it's supposed to be like i've mastered this process now i want to do this process with somebody else maybe not master is the right word but well, and even well having enough. a kid, I huh? feel like you're, I feel like even having a kid, you're still, you learn more for What's your it? journey and yourself when having a kid, like no, having definitely. a kid definitely, I think has taught me things, um, you know, that I would never have come to. Oh, and and it's more than just like, it's more than just like, oh, yeah, you have to learn lessons about being a mom and being a parent and a dad or whatever. But it's more of like you see things, your your perception changes. Well, I'm and- just saying idealistically, you should really learn to go through this to where you've mastered at least enough of self that you go, I could create another self. Mm-hmm. And I know oh, that I- sounds like a difficult task, but I... I look at where we, we are at and I'm like, nah, people just want to, they, whatever they ideals that people just want the pleasure part of it, the temptation part. You know what I'm saying? The we're free to do whatever part. And it's like, nah, we're not really free. Cause even well, your I freedom, think- you just created another cycle that keeps you in that cycle where you think you're free. I think instant gratification has definitely made it to where we are focused on like the pleasure sensories of life and not necessarily um, the deeper reasonings. But and I'm, I'm actually curious to know, like going from, you know, where you were coming back to Southern California, coming home, where did you go from, you know, your culinary uh visions to your sexual feeling to where we are now um marcella how have how did you find your new passion i (laughs) i was on a date with uh, my son's dad uh early in the beginning and he goes so tell me about your like hobbies and things Uh, what are you into and I looked at him with deer in headlights going, uh, I was not prepared to answer this. And I realized I have different like, versions like of me. Horse riding. He's like, no, I meant like, what do you do sexually? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it was, um, it was me realizing that like, I like to dabble in many things, but when somebody goes and asks you, so what are you into? What are your hobbies? And I go, ah. I was embarrassed to go and tell them um, I like to watch t- TV series that no longer exist. And then I create 
a continuation of a storyline is like fan fiction, right? Is essentially what it's kind of called, right? I love it. I didn't know how to go and tell him confidently. Like, so when Roseanne ended, I continued it in my head because I studied the characters because my ADHD allows me to hyper-focus and fixate on things. So the writers who wrote their characters, because I know this is a person uh, dictating whatever the character bylines and stories in the backstory. So I studied them so well that I can create more. So like Gilmore Girls, I got you. I Love Lucy, I got you. Roseanne, I got, that's what I did as a hobby. And I just didn't like to tell people because it sounds kind of weird, but I kept it to myself. Okay. I can't tell you awesome. how how invaluable it would have been for me to know about fan fiction at a younger age. Like oh God, I yes. think it way too late in life, and I didn't I didn't know about Wattpad and fan fiction until I was like well into my like late twenties, and I'm like, wait a minute, that this is a thing. Like, had I known more people that were into stuff like that, I would have been like, Oh yes, let's, let's do this. Um, I guess, I guess what it really came down to is, um, Reese, I hit the reset button. I said, well, you can reset your life. You can, I moved back, worked at Hollywood video. (laughs) Let's age ourselves right now. (laughs) Talk Um, about things. (laughs) things that don't exist right so um i moved back home within a week i was working at the hollywood video up the street from my house met a friend and he's really into art and music etc and it was all because i wanted to watch hedwig and the angry inch and i was dying to watch it so i became friends with this person who slowly kind of started inviting me he and his girlfriend and like my boss at the time at Hollywood video, she uh, also included me. So I started going to clubs and dancing and drag shows. And then we started going out to LA to try uh, different foods. Um, I started getting back into the swing of what it's like to function single. And in that time, um, it made me want to expand to figure out like, well, what do I want to do next? Because I really don't want to go back into the kitchen. I worked in some dirty kitchens. By dirty, I mean, Marcella, you're not doing this fast enough. Go do a bump in the bathroom and then come back on the line. Excuse me? You're literally telling me to go do cocaine right now so I could speed it up? Yeah, we got a heavy-ass ticket line. <laughs> I'm like, um, I don't do that. Oh, you don't? Well, maybe you should drink a couple of energy. Go pound some energy. Tell so-and-so to give you a Red Bull. I don't drink energy drinks. I, I will be spinning. I won't be able to hold my tongs. I, I can't focus. <laughs> yeah. So um, I wanted to go back to cooking, but I didn't have a passion for it. The distaste that I have for creation of that area, it left me. I was like, yeah. what the am I going to do? I don't know. So I went to a woman's empowerment speech thing, met a passion party consultant named Joy, and she kept following up with me. And I ended up becoming a consultant after so many years. Um of her like following up with me, I started my curiosity and I'll be truthful. It's because I don't have O's. <laughs> I don't have orgasms. Um, for myself, yes. With myself, yes. With a partner, not never. You're so <gasps> interesting. I had it. Yeah. So, I mean, but you could have them like, it's with crazy. It, it's true. She could have them like orally. You know what I'm saying? But sure. dick in her, mm-hmm. nah. And then I know some people that if the men do listen, like, no, you just couldn't do it. No, no there was some disconnect or something like that. And I, it is oh, for is. sure. There's definitely, mm-hmm. if you're too much in your head, oh, definitely. like I've I had a couple of friends where like they don't enjoy it. I think in some twisted way, she looked at it as an orgasm as 
the guy now breaks me and I'm I'm now submissive. You're you know giving them some kind of power. Yeah, it was like well, I, I want to deny full access in, in that area. Yeah. And I also think that there's girls that get so in their head about like, well, how do I, what do I look like? And how, what's he thinking? And da, 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 da. And I'm like, that is the opposite of what like that's supposed to be about. You were, you just let go. And it's, it's kind of so what for me. celibate this whole time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, the is, interesting. Is really having sex if you can't come? Well, the interesting twist on that one is it took a, a one of my spiritual mentors that's known me since I was 16. I finally opened up and I told her, look, I kept hoping that maybe the next person would be able to help me have one. And it just wasn't happening. She then goes, did you ever think that it's you performing and so carried away into what they're feeling that yeah. you forget how to be present for your own self to relax and breathe and just kind of, and I go, well, because the, the joke is like, you're just laying there like a dead fish, not doing nothing. And I go, I don't know how to lay back and receive. Got it. Period. Like, that's it. I don't know how to receive. I don't know how to receive. I want everything. I'm a chaser in a runner situation. <laughs> I will chase and chase and chase after the piece of crap things that are not good for me. And I had to stop and say, wait, 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 wait a minute. This is me. This is a me problem because it's me. Yeah. Every man has ever told me, oh, I could handle that. I got this. <laughs> okay. I'll let you try, but uh, it didn't happen. Okay. So, and it wasn't to hurt their ego. But I learned, I, 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 I learned how to fake it. I learned how to fake it. They didn't ever know. <laughs> I always find that fascinating. That, 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 in a sense, I'll give it the credit of overconfidence. Mm. I know where it goes. Probably other women they have, please. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it, and this is the interesting thing, because you could be honest, like, no, seriously, I can't have one. And I'd be like, cool. You don't mind if I do though, right? Uh, <laughs> no, no. And I was never so a, a, a mean go, person. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. Sorry. When you're with yourself, though, you let go. Yes, because. Well, yeah, because there's I, no performative. Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't have to worry about nothing but yourself and be like, oh, I found it. I think it's about to happen. Yay, it happened. Like, and then afterwards you cry. <laughs> and so you never tell them you're, you found it and it's about to happen. Uh, they were never, ever, ever close to nothing. That's the thing. If you think about it, you think about it, she can easily give her, because she's, if you're going to be the one to be the, in their head and what are they thinking? What, you know, mm -hmm. with somebody, your mental state is never going to be in that vibrational, um, mindset. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's, cause it really is like. I I have learned I can give myself mental orgasms like mm -hmm. full on I will like one one time I was sitting at the bar and um I I think it was something so little as like I needed a tool and I had it and my eyes rolled back in my head a little bit and my friend was like did you just and I'm like uh huh like because it it gets <laughs> it's that and I I have a theory that like. <laughs> if you live life on hard mode, your orgasms get to be that much harder. 
like that much bigger, that much, because <laughs> I'm, cause that's the only thing that makes sense for me at least, because as Marcus knows, and I, I'm sure that you've seen, um, witness to it as, uh, as well, Marcella, as, as I like confide, but like mm-hmm. things always seem to kind of not go smooth for me. Like bumps, bumps happen, right? I'm, I'm used to life being, being like sitting in a bumpy pickup truck. Like, <laughs> but I also think that when, when you choose your life, if that's how it is or whatever, um, you can have you can have it set on easy and do know that if if you go through life on what easy do you mean life, by you can have it set on easy so okay if you look at life as a video game right and i don't i don't know if you actually played video games marcus but if you have um you I know get to choose. A, I understand because my best friend and i we play mlb perfect YouTube, and there's a pro level you know, there you go. Like that yeah. we have say, easy, level, easy level, intermediate, <laughs> expert, like, expert. and I'm not quite on expert yet, but I'm definitely on hard mode. So like I'm getting, I'm out here getting my ass kicked. But what that does mean is that when I do beat a boss, it feels so good because mm. it's, it was that. Um, it was challenging and it was, it's, that doesn't always happen. So I feel like I've tapped into understanding that your brain is what dictates what the body gets to feel in every way. Like it is what sends all of the things. And yeah, there's those like, um, involuntary feelings and pain receptors and all that that you can't necessarily control but i think you your brain can even i i was able to have a baby with being like focused meditative breathing and absolutely think that mind over matter is a thing mm-hmm. and i think that um one of the reasons why I, i'm so easily pleased is like i know my brain is what is the is kind of the one that does it. So I have to be in that clear space and open in that receiving energy and, and almost like the best way to kind of get there. If I was going to explain it for you and try to give you tips of like, of allowing yourself to just be almost your primal, your root state of like, of energy when you're with somebody else, because then you're not going to have to worry about like, what are they thinking? How, what are you guys going to do afterwards? Is it you are, when you are in your primal root state, you really very close to your like reptilian side and the instinctual, the now right now. And you're, you're very connected to your body. Well, what's so interesting with uh, the celibacy, celibacy tip, as much as I'd be like, you probably right, Lily. I'm like, on your level, because she playing on another level in a different game. You know I'm, so I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. I just thought that was hilarious. Like, huh? It is so hard. Uh, not know, because not not because at, of the temptation. Or, <laughs> as much as like on some honest tip, where I go, damn, that's a, like for the first time because I used to knock celibacy. I used to knock it because what would happen is the women that I see or heard that were celibate 
what happens, they finally give in. And it's always to a suitor that isn't up to par, that isn't worth anything. So I go, it's cool if you're on that journey, but if you don't have a purpose and a goal for it, you just mad at the fact that you keep meeting shit men and you think locking up your pussy is going to find this cure or, or, or have this formula where it's like, I lock up the pussy, somebody great going to come along. No. Ooh, ooh, I got something for that. Ooh, ooh. I'm excited for this response right here to, towards <laughs> this, Marcus, okay? And so, yeah, As a woman do, comes off. Sorry, sorry. I'm just like really, really excited over this. Okay, ready? And so, like, if a woman, know, like, I had a <laughs> no, there's a response. No, oh. give it. You can't, you can't assemble. You just gotta do it. <laughs> no, I just realized though, but he needs to finish his thought and process because I'm the Rudy over here being Rudy. <laughs> My just bad. Don't I mean, just don't it, but but go ahead if you go ahead because I I, 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 you know, I love to be debunked on things, not saying that it's a false thing, but go ahead as far as your remedy to that. Okay, let's instead of debunking or saying my shit's right, I'm gonna go and say let's expand a uh, um, uh, an option to be open to to understand where I'm coming from. Yours could be right for you, mine could be right for me. But if you're open to hearing what I gotta say, it it could be pretty uh pretty cool. If a woman rides really hard, she got a lot of masculine energy. And I got told that by my, even by my own dad. Okay. I, I'm roommates with my dad. And he just he goes, I went on a date with <laughs> Wait, him. You what? can't put sentences that close together. Wait, what? I'm no, sorry, no, no. Okay. No, because my dad, my, no, no, no. My, when I, my energy <laughs> runs too masculine. Okay. And even though you I'm do. looking all girly and catfishy, <laughs> like I'm looking super Clint. goddessy girly. And my dad, knew I went on a date and he goes, so how'd it go? And I go, I don't know. I don't know. I think he's, uh, I don't think he's for me. And he goes, would you say to scare him off? And I looked at him and I said, okay, daddy, with all my love and respect, I'm going to say this as best as I can without coming off like a jerk right now. But at when do you think it is ever okay to tell your daughter, your child who you raised, by the way, to look for these wonderful qualities in a man that don't exist right now because the men and women that helped raise the children that are out dating now in my age range don't know how to nurture me and you came to me and said what would you say to scare him off motherfucker are you serious I want to go and tell you right now like I did I, I, I said it kind as possible to my dad like daddy you you come from a different time and era. You were born in 1946. I was born in 82. Okay. That right there is a gap alone that the men that once existed back in 46 don't exist in the eighties the same way. Okay. Um, and now, and from the eighties to the time of me being of age to date men, and it's not a slam on anyone. It's just, no one did the healing of the bullshit and it all transpired in generation after generation after generation. So everybody culturally has been conditioned and society conditioned us. And then the government conditioned. Oh, you got all three fuckers in 3d on the earth going and making me and my dad my earthly father who raised me goes and turns to me and says what would you say to scare him off <laughs> and i looked at him and i go nothing i have more masculine energy than he does and that's why i think he's a wrong fit for me because if i the female who doesn't feel safe that's why i have more masculine energy my yeah. masculine my divine masculine if you want to go and say it because i do believe 
I have a person. Now, whether it's male or female, we're inclusive in, in my vocabulary. I am inclusive. But for myself, I am a bisexual woman that is attracted to both men and women. But I do prefer in this lifetime um, right now, I know I prefer men. Women are wonderful and they're beautiful. But I realized I'm more sexually attracted compatibly to a man. I've had both sides of the side, both sides. Okay. I prefer the man. I do. I know that. Because, um, as you know, as far as studying, like it took me this last year to realize, oh, snap, like we do have both. Every human being. Oh, yeah. The toxic and the, ma- I mean, not the toxic, the masculine the toxic and the feminine, the feminine energy. I heard the Freudian slip. I don't know. Tell her how you really feel. I, I, I know my, I, I'm aware of my toxicity. I'm just the type that goes, I like it though. Like I'm the toxic that goes, I told you I exposed that shit. People like, did you have to go about it that way? What other fucking ways did it go? <laughs> well, you know? and I and think- I'm the one. That's why it's interesting as we get into wordplay. I go, I like my my manipulation because I feel like you're blessed <laughs> with these tools of manipulating for good or bad. I choose mine for good, but I will fuck mm. with you enough to where I go. Either you gonna stop because I'm not stopping who the fuck I am, and um, you know. I will, I will. That's called ego. Like, you can call it toxic, but I go, if I don't like something you say, I will listen. I will take it into consideration, definitely, and I will change it. But at times, you will pay for the shit you say to me. You can't talk to me any kind of fucking way, and it don't Mm. matter. I could be a bum on the street carrying the same fucking attitude, you know? But, yeah, so as far as Lily and what she's explaining to you, I go, damn. Like, there's a part of a turn-on that goes, damn, someone like you go, I go, cool you just gotta wait to the moment if you're the fucking god you just gotta wait and show your weight and show you'll get to know her and show all these fucking things and really mm-hmm. take note and really understand and take time and unfortunately in this era there's not a like lily sends me fucking hour-long videos i won't sit through now one maybe 10 minutes but unfortunately that's how these relationships are these microwave relationships where they're like, I think you're cute. You think I'm cute. Yeah. Okay. We're attracted to each other. Right. So we can start fucking now. Right. No. Cause sexually I might not have the same energies, you know, Yeah. there's and- so many different contributing factors as to why anyone who would want to walk away from celibacy. I like who I am. I respect me more than I ever have. But there's so much healing and work. What do you mean so he- healing? Well, if I still bring up some baloney, you know, did I let go of the cred that I brought up? I brought it up as a story to advocate. This is a scenario. This is relatable. This is what happened. This is what transpired. And this is what brings us now to the person I am now that's talking with you guys. Okay. So you have a little background. Lily knows some of it, but Marcus is new. And for our listeners out there, because there are listeners that are going to be hearing this, um, at least you can understand why. I would choose that. Be like, wow, you really did have to understand you were codependent, had an attachment theory of runner chaser energy, and that your fear of abandonment is so deep rooted because it had to do with you didn't feel safe. Now, if a man goes and pulls out a lot of my masculine energy is I'm guarded, I'm defended, and it's not always just me being unhealed and hurt. It's because maybe he himself hasn't um, accepted his masculinity to bring some safety to the two of us. What does that mean? A man who knows himself, who's confident in himself is very sexy, no matter what you look like on the outside. Okay. And we could say that it's just, it's just, 
Lily and I are mutually friends with an acquainted person. And I went to her one time and we're not going into hard deets because we don't need to, anyone to be exposed and insecure about anything. Okay. Should this person ever hear it? But Lily and I know somebody and I go, you know, there's an ongoing joke of a meme where they wear like a certain type of hat glasses and they say "milady." <laughs> um, I laugh about it because I go, there's someone I know that's kind of like that. Are you talking about so-and-so? I'm like, Oh, you, oh you've heard it. You know what I'm talking. Oh my God. And we kind of had a little teehee giggle of it, but I go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Here's the other sad side of it is we as women know how more difficult it is for them to find a partner because it felt like, what was it? How do we, how do we say it, Lily? It was like they cast a net in hopes to catch a fishy, mm -hmm. a giant net. So maybe if I spurt this to the same person, well, there was somebody that I was talking to uh, a while ago, and um, he would always, uh, like, he would comment on a photo or something on my social media, okay? And that it kind of made me feel special. And I was like, you know, kind of liking it. But then when we had a mutual friend, he didn't know that I was friends with. And I saw he did the same thing on all of her photos too. And I go, oh, I'm not special. You say this to everybody. This is your game. Son of a bitch. I fell for you spitting game at me. And then I got oh, angry so and bitter. Is that hmm? a friend? And I, I, I mean, I'm off the dating site thing because I'm, I'm not a fish with a net guy. I, I sharpshoot and it's not to brag. You know what I'm saying? No, that's but good. I, you at least eye on target. You don't I just crack the net and hope to get a fishy. Like I know. I look at a target You're more and I like, go, if a fish comes into my thing. Huh? You're more like, eh, I like this fish, it's here. I'm like, I'm I'm gonna see what it's up with this fish. Or no, <laughs> like, I just go, here's my bait. I know the direction. I see me, I go, oh, there's something flickering in the water. Something, you know what I mean? I just, mm -hmm. I have a friend that fishes. I'm see, I don't like the. I'm not a fisherman, pretty much. I not get it. You know, there's plenty of fish to see, all that type of shit. I go, I fish from a fucking bowl. Fuck y'all. I don't care about the sea. You know what I'm saying? That's like, what I'm saying. Like the fish so, is right here. <laughs> yeah. The fuck am I gonna do? Like I love. Uh, well, anyway. Uh, it's already so caught. It was the going on dating sites. Ah, I totally forgot. But it's oh, cool. there we go. Dating sites. And he goes, What's your opening line? And right there I go, Who the fuck has an opening line? Like that, like that's 20s. That's 19. That's high school. <laughs> like opening line, I don't I don't understand that shit. Hi, how are you? There opening are some line. guys that just never they just know that this works. This is what they don't ever change. That's that's just what I mean, I used to do the whole, you have a beautiful complexion, what do you mix with? But then I go, eh. <laughs> once you know, what do you, oh my God, you're a black and white. mean anything like, like, what the fuck am I? You know what I mean? But. <laughs> Sorry. With that <laughs> shit, I ain't gonna lie. Marcella, you're like, Jim, where do I, I go from here? Now, I now the way Marcella. If those were your lines, I could see where you were like, you know what? You're not a fisherman. Drop the line. Like. <laughs> I, I, I don't drop shit. Yeah, I don't do the. I'm a motherfucking. Like, the fact that my brother turned me one time, because I was dating Hispanic women like left and right. So he's like, oh, you're, you're a Latin assassin. And I go, I do like the assassin card because I don't, you know, like my brother's like, it's a numbers game with coming and talking to women. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to hear nine no's for the one yes. Nope. 
I'm going to yeah. do the whole have a conversation with you. If it goes somewhere, cool. If not, that's not an attempt. You didn't give yeah. me my yes in a conversation. I don't need to ask you, can I buy this drink? Can I take you out? Nah, there's something that I'm either going to get my yes in talking with you or nothing at all. So I just <laughs> look at it. Nope, Griff don't get fucking rejected. And maybe that's a problem, you know, but... um. What, no, what? I actually think women uh, prefer that approach. I feel like, and and that's honestly that is more of your feminine energy coming out because that is definitely how women kind of go towards things. It's not like we're out on the prowl looking for some action because if we were, if that's how it it came off, one. Oh, but it is beautiful when you guys are. When a woman oh, is, Lily, like when we went drink. to the office. <laughs> Lily, when we went to the office, remember that biker dude? No. I uh, I was leaving the office saying bye to you guys, and I saw a tall drink of water, and I said something smart-assy, and he turns to me, and I said, uh, where are you going? I'm walking next to this tall, jo- this cute guy. No, what did I say? I'm walking next to this tall drink of water, something he's, I'm, I'm going to get, walk safely to my car, and he looks at, I called him handsome. I said, that's right, because he looked down at me, and he goes, wait. Did you call me handsome? Are you talking to me? You're saying you you called me handsome, and I looked up smiling because this fucker was six eight, okay? And I looked up at him and I said, "Yeah, I'm talking about you." And he goes, "Oh, hey, well, where's your car?" And I said, "Right in front of your bikes," because he was a biker. He had a cut wow. on, right? He's um, about to go right off, and he is like a little MC over here at the office bar or whatever. We wanted to do karaoke, and now I wasn't out to go fish. Like I said, I'm I'm celibate, but I could still yeah. go out looking pretty. I could still go out looking cute for me. That's but what see, I do. That's beautiful. Like that's what I'm that's what's like what we try to do here is break down these ideals of like just that. Like like she gonna do, go out and get herself a man tonight. No, I'm gonna go and get way. myself a good time tonight. Is yeah, what I'm women gonna do, do. The compliments. Women do give the signals. Women women we don't give credit to women enough. You know, Ooh, like that's nice to hear in that build up. I'm like, <laughs> it wasn't like so men will look at it like, oh, you never had an orgasm challenge accepted. It's not a fucking challenge, motherfucker. That's I'm what they would do. You. Their stupid ego. Oh, my God. That's not, now I'm not leading you into like, can you do it? No, motherfucker. Yeah. Mm-mm, no, more at one point I didn't tell anybody anything. Like I said, I learned how the art of faking an oh so good. No one ever knew. I felt really bad. Actually, one time I told uh, an ex I did. I told him, I said, I'm sorry, but I became a consultant because my girlfriend told me, well, maybe you should try GPS. And I said, what is it? She's a G spot cream. You put a little pump on the tip of your finger, you put it inside and it helps to bring the blood flow and engorge the tissue, the sensitivity. So we already know you got to preheat the oven. Why is foreplay so damn important? Because it takes 10 to 15 minutes for your vaginal canal to expand. It's so important guys. Well, can I tell you the the body reason why? Can I please at least explain the body reason why? Do it. Okay. Your vaginal canal may be the length of three to four inches. Oh, yeah. I do that in psychology. I was like, I was so happy to hear Okay. (laughs) Okay. So if, if, if a guy bypasses that, he doesn't have her natural secretion of fluidity. Okay. The tissue... 
of sensitivity on the inside of the vaginal walls. That's all the feel goods. Okay. But it's the expansion. So it's like three, four inches long. Are you telling me after 15, 20 minutes of some foreplay, she is so heightened sensitivity aroused that that vaginal canal can now go six, eight inches at almost 50% doubles in size. So a man who's a little bit more well endowed, not just around girth, but the length aspect, it's going to hurt her three, four inches. And he's a seven, eight, nine you know, yeah, length person. Um, and, and that whole thing is you're making it discomforting. It doesn't feel good. And it blows your mind to not want to feel pleasure sensations because you're discomfort. You're either too dry. Oh, let me put some spit. Excuse me, sir. I understand when you give me oral pleasure, you're going to use your spit and tongue and it's going to happen. But I don't want to see you spitting into the tips of your fingers to put some on the tip to put it in me. That means you didn't do your job of foreplay enough if I'm not juicy enough for you to go in with ease. Okay. So take it as the understanding that lubricant is important. Wetter is better, but I don't want bacteria from your mouth. You may be a drinker. You may be a smoker. You may have an STD in your mouth that we haven't talked about because there's any of those possibilities just saying. So lubricant is important for those reasons. We don't need tiny tears. We don't. It brings us to the gyno pH balance off and UTIs. You guys don't deal with it as much, I and I'm not like, going I, I accusatory, like. Marcus. I'm just saying it's a no, I in general. I'm looking at you right now in a white cloak with a not even not. I'm I'm going old school with a what are those that they actually point at the bar at the board? You know, because some people use little red dots. You know what I mean? And they they get their sense. Oh, like a nun clicker, like a. Like pointer. Really lecturing right now. You know She's what I'm got a whole PowerPoint I don't mean to lecture. I mean to inform. And when we inform ourselves, you know, Lavar said it best from reading Rainbow. The more you know, right? Uh, no, because sorry. education, education I mean, is sexy. Cool, so I go, I'm looking at lecture videos and whatnot. Not right now, but I do. And I go, well, most lectures do inform. I'm just titling yours. Because, okay, maybe you don't like the word of lecture. I can get with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 a, yeah. I'm just making tongue-in-cheek, silly. <laughs> it is a dictation, but... Uh, nice. Yeah. It's it's good to be informed of these things. I but did, see, when was the last time we had sexual health references, you know? When was the last time we took sex ed? In elementary, junior high, high school. Well, and even then, so we funny. all didn't tune in. We were too immature and giggled. Or we were secretly having, you know, relations in that direction. Um, but some of our peers weren't. So we couldn't talk to our peers and tell our peers, like, hey, man, uh, uh, when my partner does this, it, it feels kind of painful. They don't well, They don't talk about lubricant to us, you know? What I still laugh at is that sex has been around for, I don't know. Ever ever and we still is something that is still in some aspects as free as it is myself included i don't know how many men i don't know how many women you know what i'm saying where but it's still where there's no real knowledge of it to where you could be pleasing it should become to a point where everybody should enjoy sex and it's not like that well there's different people that don't enjoy intimacy in that level not just the mental but the physical there's asexual people there that people that do not find sexual arousal and pleasure in the acts i have a few friends yes they have a child but they're not um they're not very sexually active type people 
unless trying to procreate, not because they were conditioned, not because of the, for their own personal preference of what it feels like. Lily touched on it about like I had a brain gasm, if you will, because I was so fulfilled in the moment of needing something and having it. And then my eyes rolled back. So we already know that there's enough joy and pleasure. What is it called? Serotonin and dopamine. Mm-hmm. You telling me serotonin and dopamine hit your brain so hard and made your eyes roll back because you were so joyful, pleasured in the knowledge of what you needed you had because you're that prepared. I understand yeah. that feeling. Now, the other side is we became a culture and society that says pleasure is sexual and sexual pleasure is the only kind of pleasure that's ever worth having. The problem is that's not true. There's so much joy and pleasure in understanding who you are. There's so much joy and pleasure in understanding um, your thoughts, feelings, and emotions because they are real. But many people told us that's not valid or they debunk something that uh, said, um, my little boy just, Um, but it's just those things where you're going, I didn't realize. She has a little boy, so. Sorry? <laughs> you know, she does have sex, y'all. She may not have an orgasm, but she have a baby. So <laughs> I still have a baby. Um, no, what's gonna say? Do you uh has it been easier in your journey to, to deny sex? Um the urges are they less? It's so no. funny you say oh, it like that because urges with myself could be uh, every day, multiple times a day, depending on what's going on. Okay, your availability, you, your time. Do is you your think? Kid here. Do you think that if you um, were able to have orgasms from sex, do you think it would be harder to then um, be celibate? Do you think? No. Do you think because of? Do you think it's the same? It would be difficult at all because I go and say, what kind of energy this person got? Do you care about the same kind of crap I do? So it's not, it's not so much that you're not about forever. It's you are genuinely waiting for the right energy to come. Real quick. I'm just holding. I wait for no one. I wait for no one. I wait for no one. I don't, I don't put some expectation that some person's got something out there that I don't have. I'm, whole package solely only by myself period the end so my level i want to change what this energy feels like and the only way to do so on two feet not being told somebody are important i don't have to be married i am seeing more women come into that mindset now i and i think i don't know if it's more um because we're realizing that it's like, you know what? I don't, I'm kind of done having to deal with um, the expectations and or even just the, you know, you need somebody to complete you. And it's like, that's not true. Right. Yeah. And well, here's my thing. Do you ignore him? Do you think get better at Lita gets so excited she wanna cut people off? But uh, oh, we're gonna you were talking to somebody else. I thought I was stalling time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but my thing goes, I have, I have two questions. I go, mm-hmm. can you make, can someone be more sexual if, if, if they're not? Can you bring that sexual out of somebody? Um, I mean, there's one person in my world, in my life that 
if he came to me and said something, I would be like, oh, I think this is the only way I'm going to get off the market is that person. Okay. Other than that, uh, I don't advise for anyone. I'm not looking for anyone. Just there's one well, person. Just, that- I'm just saying, you do have clients, right? Do you go? Is it like a you bring toys to a party? I know that they some other things. Um, it's all for when and, and I only deal with female clientele. Um, that is an in-home party. Like if it's in-home, I go, I set up a table, um, and I put some of my top ten items, and I start it from so like you pre-bake the oven right before you can bake the cupcakes. So uh, I, I do the warm up and we talk Stephanie about the self care. I'm sorry. We should add our friend Stephanie on this one. That's why I go. How did I? I, I that's yeah. It's self care, self love is important. I think about what this is going on. This is where it's poetry, emotion, as in, and I only know this because of a movie. But I go. It's interesting that we bring someone on that has a sex toy, and this came from a suicide episode because um, in Macbeth, to die was to have or an orgasm. You know that's how he wrote it. So I'm like, hey, you know what's funny? We was almost about to die, but yet we we coming on this episode. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I know, I know. I'm twist of words go, on this one. Oh, I love it. I love it. The well, twist of words on this. Because I go, I go, damn, like me, me envies you because I go, man, will she get it? And if it ever happens, that God bless the dude because he don't feel like he motherfucking, you know, <laughs> he don't feel like he went to the moon and back and then brought back an alien. You know what I'm saying? Like, he said alien, Lily. He said alien. Of mm-hmm. Me while I'm sitting here and touching my Moldavite necklace. Face, look, <laughs> I'm not describing your cum face right there, but I'm just saying there is life on Mars. If you come, I'm, 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 aware, I'm probably aware of it. But no, um, no, because you know what's funny? In my relationship, I go, now being who I am, I go, I, I want to fuck because my day's complete and that's the last thing that not necessarily I want to do, but I go, I didn't, I, I baked this cake. I, You know what I'm saying? Like, I heated, I baked this cake. This shit is great. Like, oh, shit, this would go great with it. But still, the cake all in all was great. Like, I want sex to be my icing on the cake. And so I just go, you know, as it does get more intense. And hopefully my woman, because I'm an egotistical motherfucker, where I go, Ooh. I know my way is right. No, it's just right. Because my woman goes, why is it better and intense? Because I make you wait a fucking week. Mm. You argue with me, but I'm like, I want to hold it out even more. I want to fuck as we got a bag (laughs) that's 10 grand just for that week that I made or whatever. Some shit like that. Fucking should be as a result as us coming together to be as great as we fucking are. It shouldn't be because we can fuck, we do fuck. You know? Mm. It shouldn't be because you do got pussy that doesn't come, that I should strive to make you come. That's your fucking problem. Your shit broken. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh... <laughs> Mine ain't broken. Mine ain't broken. I know she knows what to do. It's my but brain I- that doesn't want to relax to receive what they want to do. And, and therefore, I'm in showing and performing mode instead of relaxing to receive to get what was rightfully you, and always been mine, you know? it is also control? Marcella. Uh, oh, absolutely. 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 Vulnerability. 
um, when background when story. Noticed, yeah. When noticed when the last time we hung out, we went to um, karaoke and mm-hmm. I remember saying like, when, like, how often are you okay with not knowing what's going on? Oh, dear because God, it sucks. I hate it. Your energy kept going like, well, what, what is happening? I'm like, what? Nothing. Just nothing's wrong. Like, just real, like, lay back, relax, mm-hmm. you know? And you're, um, I can see that translating into every situation. And I do think that that's probably what is the biggest hang up um because it it was actually at times getting in the way What's of you just sign, Marcella? I'm a Virgo 911 Oh ain't that interesting. Oh it's very interesting. Oh yeah, that's control for mm-hmm. sure. Virgos absolutely have to have the control. They know what's up. They know what's right. That you know, it is you would and that's another reason why you need someone with a lot of masculine energy because you already know what's up. My mom's a Virgo and some of the statements she's made to me in my time, I appreciate it. I've been called, you're such a little bitch. Yeah, oh, Virgos are don't. not going to You're such a little wimp sometimes. Oh, how long are you going to cry about it? Uh, and you go, damn, you're my mom. Like, that's interesting to me. You know what I'm saying? And then I just... I, I refuse I, to speak to people like that now. I've been very judgmental about crap like that. But now I'm going, how about you just keep the pendulum swinging instead of a swinging it at other people? You swing it at yourself first. Can you call yourself out on that first? Did you do that first? Are you perfect? No, then you cannot be judging anyone, Marcella. Like... I would say, oh, my God, I swear. His response, I swear. He was such a little bitch about it. He just didn't do this. He just didn't do that. Now I go, what need do I have that I is not being met that makes me want to say that about him? Because mm. maybe he's not being a little bitch. Maybe he's doing exactly as he should. Maybe he's doing exactly as he could. Maybe he is doing exactly what's needed and necessary, and it's me who's blind to not knowing and trusting because I need to have control. It's hard to be a submissive individual when you have traumatic experiences, right? So in order to respond to let somebody go and give you oral favors when you've been molested or raped, um, it makes you less vulnerable. Like, there's no way you're going to see and feel any kind of pleasure unless you know and trust the person. A brand new person that you're barely casually seeing or dating or a one night stand kind of thing, they ain't going to get anything out of me because those things will have transpired where I'm going, I have to stay in control. Wait, do I smell good? Do I taste good? Oh my God, he's going to he's gonna know. I don't know how to orgasm. And you get in your head. There is no way you can just release and just receive. So hearing this question and then hearing what you were saying right now, Marcus, is I do my best to not take it personal. I only relate it to a relatability of myself, you know, Mm -hmm. but I'm sorry that somebody told you you were being a little bitch (laughs) because that's that maybe not have been the true statement. It would have been true for them, but maybe not true for you. Well, what's funny? I just go. I love those moments because I just go, you don't know how much you expose yourself. And it's mm. fine. I just make note of it. But speaking of making note of it, I do have a Q&A for you. And okay. you you mentioned uh, as far as submission. And that seems like the topic going on. 
But first, I'd like to ask you, what does subservient mean to you? I mean, I've never really been. (laughs) Okay, Um, what is it that you haven't been good at? What does it mean to you? I'm not saying if you're good at it. What does it mean to you? It's because I I had an interesting, because I, you know, we all are on this journey that we are on. I'm glad you joined it. I'm glad you're you're a part of it. You know what I mean? I hope you're a repeat guest because you know what? On this energy zone, everybody's free to come in. And I go, I go, I was told that today that I keep subservient people around me. So now, like a child. I can see that. You know? (laughs) And that's why I go, I'm going to give each of you ladies a chance to answer. But Marcella, I'd like to know what does subservient mean to you? I don't think I know the true definition. Can you throw me a bone so I can make sure to answer it? I'll, I'll, well. I'll answer mine first and then you can, very much like a group right. interview, you can go ahead and just tag on to mine. But uh, I want to- I wanna And I like you for saying that, Marcella, because I don't know what the fuck it means either. Let me just say that. But, <laughs> You're asking that question, not knowing. I love it. That. Oh, that's a good one. I can see what he means by that. For sure. I could. To- well, and here. So let me just then explain myself um, of why I would I would say yeah, I could see one. I think I think a lot of people, not just you, but a lot no, of people but what is, just get to the meeting. I don't need to wrap around. We got 14 minutes. What does subservient mean to you? Okay, I think go. it means that you are willing to um, put other people's needs in front of your own. You are serving their needs um, in a submissive way, um, and I think that you would you would be okay with having people that are subservient to you. One because uh, the way in which you do say uh, self admittedly like to manipulate, which manipulate is just to change, uh, is to have. Um, people that like to be subservient around because then it's almost this symbiotic relationship of, well, they like to help or they like to do these um, acts of service for me. It's they're getting something from it because they like to be subservient. Um, for me personally, okay, that is that is very well put. Now, now I could go ahead and agree. Okay, do you, <laughs> do, 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 you do you feel you have been sub? to others yes to myself not enough okay all right so i I can uh be adaptable i'm adaptable to others i'm adaptable to your needs uh but that also is a fine line between codependency and people pleasing exactly okay so what i'm just gathering there is lily uh i got another person under my wing no i'm just kidding um so (laughs) it's subservient through what Lily has explained, the same as submissive. No. Submission can be on a level of you offering pleasure because it brings you joy and pleasure to serve. Let's just go sub and dominant, okay? Mm-hmm. Your sub gets rewarded from her dominant in a pleasurable way that brings joy and pleasure to both. They've also had full discussions on safe words, what limits are, what hard limits are, what you're willing to engage in, what you're not willing, boundaries. So why does it bring so much joy and pleasure for both engaging in said 
topic is because you are telling me here are a checkoff list of all the things. And now these are the things that I promise to abide by. So you feel continual pleasure as a constant. And then afterwards, the nature and nurture aspect of the dominant and submissive. If the dominant does his role well, he will know how to nurture his submissive to ensure her mental, emotional, and physical health is always in good condition and alignment from the time that before they started to the time that they finished. The aftercare is just as important as the sexual act itself. And the mental processing... Uh, sorry? Yeah, you really broke that down. Well, but I mean, like, you know, 50 Shades of Grey was really big. I had a lot of like, questions after <laughs> No, it's interesting because you broke it down as if like you, uh, like you had, you had now or something. But um, so um no, that's from experience. <laughs> isn't the same as submissive. No, I don't believe it is because it's an agreement and an alignment of you and the person partaking together versus the other ones doing it for gratification or manipulation for self. Okay, what about you, Lily? What- well, I think submission is also in a temporary state uh, state as well. I feel like you can be submissive in a, in certain situations, but then it's not necessarily your constant. Like I feel like in a relationship you might so you might be dominant in other areas, but you're submissive in this area and vice versa. Um cuz I go and, in yeah. order to be subservient, you have to be submissive. I would I would say I think if you're subservient you are definitely a submissive person and you've taken that to such a degree it is cuz I I wouldn't even say it's a it's a wrong thing because if there are other people out there that are getting pleasure and enjoyment out of being this person that lives truly and soulfully for other people you know, you have you have people that do um, vows of poverty because they want their their life is best served for them for others, and you wouldn't look at them as like, oh, what are they doing wrong with their life? But like, oh. it really depends on the intention of what you're doing. Versus like when you have a guy when when you have the nice guy versus a good man. You know what I mean? If you are doing things um, to get something, then that's not necessarily good either. If you are um, submitting solely because you have no identity, you have no purpose, and and it is just codependent and you're kind of lost, well, that's not great either. But if you – I think it all really breaks down to how much have you – identified with yourself mm-hmm. and what what you're doing yes, why love, you're doing why it I, I gotta stop lily because it goes on to a whole another tangent of something else god bless her heart okay real quick though it, all right uh what's the difference between paying a compliment and kissing someone's ass intention mm-hmm. outcome yielded outcome for how self. you like that Sometimes. for an answer marcus <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, it's all it. about me. But, uh. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like if you're paying a compliment uh because you 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 want one back or you want them to think that, you know, you're a brown noser and you're going to like they keep me around because I like I gas them up. Like that's not necessarily as good as just genuinely being like I really like how you do this, you know? 
Well, there's nothing mm -hmm. behind it. There's no need to get back. It, all you want to do is give someone their flowers. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, for Marcella, mm. what does encouragement look like to you? I don't, gosh, I don't know. Um, being able to look at somebody and say, I don't ever have the courage or balls to do that. So it's so cool seeing somebody that I know or don't know go and do it. And I will go and tell them, like, man, that no, was I'm so cool watching you do that. That is so cool. <laughs> you know? Oh, encouragement. It looks like. Okay. What about you, Marcus? What do you think encouragement looks like? Um, encouragement to me, I mean, it looks like when the person is ready to quit and stop going, you push, you push them forward, but not necessarily with the, you can do this more of the, how can I help you complete this? Mm -hmm. Because at times, you know, we get, it, it's, it's a fine line, at least for me, where it goes, I'm just trying to motivate. And that's why I hope you see all these these questions I'm asking that they fall along the same lines. Like, you know, subservient. I put my knees before, or you put your, I put your knees before mine. And it's such a, it's almost, we see, we say it in such a negative light. To compliment someone, to kiss their ass, like, you're kissing their ass. I'm making them feel good about themselves. What's I don't think I don't think complimenting someone is subservient, though. There's also I, things on a fine line of think, edifying somebody. I don't think complimenting someone is subservient either, but I think being complimentary has this I'm serving you kind of element to it. Why would somebody need to serve somebody something that they're not looking for? That's called edification, isn't it? encouragement and edification are kind of fine line too. I worked with a financial advisors. Okay. And there was a gentleman that was very uh, complimentary in my direction because he came to me one time and he told me one of my, one of my things that I uh, like most about you or that I'm drawn to about you is the fact of how confident you sound when you say or do something, when it's something, you know, a lot about it. Like you were just confidence beaming it. Okay. And I go, okay. And he goes, but then when I talk to you about this other topic, it's so weird because I actually see the light in your eyes dim because you're not sure and you're not confident and you don't know how to. And he goes, that's what I want to go and tell you is you do know everything. Like you do know this stuff, but just that one little fine thing, that just means you go and educate yourself a little bit farther and deeper. And I swear to you, that confidence will come back to you. Now, him going and telling me something like that was edifying and encouraging. Okay. It uplifted me and gave me excitement and hope that someone like him, who is a millionaire, by the way, went and said, I see all of this good in you. And when I see the light in your eye dim in this, that means I want to go and tell you. So you can never lose that light in your eyes ever again. And just know that I still see that in you even now. But don't yeah. I'm the weird person that goes, if you can see it, why the fuck can I? Well, Let's just go back to one last thing. And the, and the point of it, of me bringing this up is he needed nothing from me. He's mm -hmm. self-servient to none and none to me because I wasn't even affiliated with him on his now, team. On he wasn't going to get. <laughs> Everything's cold for me. 
I'm at work. This is how it gets down to the zone. I'm like, you can keep talking. The energy zone is everywhere, at work, at (laughs) home, at a sex shop. You know what I'm saying? Keep quiet. Marcella, don't let him knock you off. You were on a roll. Keep talking. And no, you it's were. good. I, I didn't mean to. Interrupt. It's good. You're good. But what I'm trying to say is the person that was edifying me and encouraging me had no need to do any of that. He just chose to do so because he wanted to. There, he didn't manipulate the situation. I had no connection to him financially. There's no way he would have gained anything from me. He just felt like doing so. And for some people, it's just a feeling of because I want to. I don't need anything from you. I don't need to gain anything from you. There's no monetary compensation. It's not stroking my ego. This is straight up. I just felt like telling you. Yeah. And And sometimes it's that more fulfilling. And that's been one of the biggest things that I've tried to be cognitive of because I I could be very, all those things, the manipulative type and all that. And so I've just... Do it tight out. Hello. There you are. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. I I find it, it like everything you're saying to me. Well, I always wanted to make sure that um I wasn't trying to use my shit for bad. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think it goes down to uh the nice guy versus the good man. You know, where a nice guy is going to be transactional. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you you're pretty because I want you to, I want something from you. I was good to you. Now you scratch my back. Where a good person is going to be like, you look beautiful today. But why is it always, so you don't, you don't think the nice, I mean, we've had this discussion of the nice guy ain't nice, so that's another one. But all right, last, last question here. What's the difference between coddling and building up? Never giving them the space to do so for them to kind of take over and do such a thing. Um, But, you know. So kind of doing it for them? If that's coddling. Yeah. Coddling is doing it for them. Like, let yeah. me let me pour your milk because I know you're going to spill. Well, I, I'm going to spill because you never let me learn how to pour my own milk. Yeah. And um find it interesting because I'm working through that right now with uh, giving my son, who's four, some more responsibility on follow through. And I catch myself going, oh, wait, no, this is a learning opportunity. Let it do him. Uh, it's going to be a half a sheet of paper towel roll, but that's okay. Um, sometimes that will make a big deal out of it. Like, oh my god, you spilled, and you go, okay, you just cleaned it up. Right. It. I. It took my ex actually to me. He goes, you know, at some point you have to trust to let him learn to do it because then he's going to depend on you for anything and everything. And I went, oh yeah, we got to cut those apron strings. That's right. That's right. Encourage the independence. Encourage the knowledge. Encourage having the confidence to do it because if you never have the confidence to do it, it's probably because mama was doing it for you all the time. And I didn't want to be that mommy. I don't want to be helicopter. I remember a girlfriend of mine said, you know what? I read somewhere something and it stayed with me. So now I can go and tell you. I'm only like this because at a time when I was growing up, I wasn't safe to be exactly who I was as a child. And now when I know that I'm the mom, I get my son. However, I understand 
progression of him learning to do and be self-sufficient versus me nature versus nurture also in my trauma response to my kids so if I didn't go and do some self-serving uh introspection to go and heal and work on some of this stuff I wouldn't have been able to understand what the fuck the person was trying to convey to me to understand like need to understand the risk for them to identify what risk feeling of safety and risk and if you don't let them figure out how to hold the big huge gallon of milk to pour into a cup you're not going to let them um, figure it out on too much, slow pour, uh, tip it slowly. You know, there's so many different things that help them problem solve, but for them and coddling them, they'll never be able to navigate their own life years to come. Yeah. So I'm trying to come in and I was like, fuck, that's real. <laughs> Cause I'm dealing with it. <laughs> I'm dealing with it. <laughs> And I definitely think that you can tell the difference between when you date a man who was coddled versus supported. Uh, my, um, you, and I'm, <laughs> no, no, no. You know what? I, I bring my, um, I call them upgrades. I call them little upgrades. What do you mean? Well, I, I was married and I'm not slamming him. Okay. But I was married before and he didn't cook and he didn't clean. He was cool to do. Uh, the certainty, but there was uh, gender roles in this tra- uh, passed down to him. And I remember I was about to fix him his plate and his mom comes up to me and pulls me to the back of the line of everyone. She goes, plates is one for him. Are both plates for you? No, one's for your son. And she goes, he has two hands. He has two feet. He can go and get his own plate. And I looked at her and I'm like, this comes the patience to teach him how to cook and clean for him that I'm going over here her husband a plate because he's tired and worked as long now you're going to come at me sideways and tell me he's got two feet he's got two hands he can serve himself girlfriend some way somehow your your projection of your insecurities of how well you're but I got upset I took it um at the time I obviously I got upset again even just telling the story but it's because I got bothered like <laughs> Okay, if I ever have a son, and that's what I told myself, should I ever have a son in the future? I'm going to make sure he knows how to do so many different things that men were told, no, you let your wife do that. And who may want a partner who isn't a feminine or female, you know? Well, it is kind of cool when you have that uh, relationship where both parties share the equal responsibilities of the house. Hell yeah. uh, It's funny because I... two with you but uh we try to keep like an hour and hour and a half and it's been pleasurable i don't know if you down to do next thursday we could dive into some other shit i'm definitely down for that but um it was such nice. you're open that's perfect um, i'm open to to do thank you again for inviting uh me to join you guys um I like learning. I love the perspective. Like sex toy stuff and book you and all that good stuff. <laughs> um, we I'm, <laughs> Steph would love to have you as like a party. That would be so fun. I, I would love to do a party, party for her. Totally. Guy, have you ever had a guy at a all girl party? Um, company actually has certain guidelines, and I am a rule follower, being a Virgo. Um, I do my best to actually follow through um, because I don't want to be known as that consultant. 
Um, so but guys it, aren't allowed, even if it no. was like we, we nope. wanted them to be there. Nope. Um, I'm not supposed to cater to that. I'm supposed to say you can find another consultant. Here's my website. Here's my app. Here's you are welcome to shop with me and I will answer all your questions. But as far as doing an in-home party with mixed company or couples, it is not ideal because of the company's guidelines and me as a representation of pure romance Inc. Um, I don't want to be uh, told, I'm sorry, you can no longer represent So anyone can go and um, later I'll go and tell the company later on and they can make me an inactive consultant. And I've worked way too hard to be told because of my choices to bend the rules for others um, to bring pleasure or money. Force and higher power will always provide for me. So I will decline those things, not because I'm a stickler, but it's because I work too damn hard to have any of my monetary and a consultant. What is their, what is their the company's like, Paul, like what is their reasoning? What is their policy? Um, guideline for it what do they think the reason why it's not a good idea probably just because in a safe environment like i mean anything can go well, it, needs, it needs to be about first some consultants are married and some of them are um you know as well as is inclusive for for faiths and denominations and everything but it's about safety it's about safety men being at a party and sometimes I mean, women partners stuff that's going on in the bedroom because honey you can't put shit on blast you can't go on my have ed but her party uh girl consultation private ordering so that i can really you will go and tell me up to you know that your girl knows everything about you honey she don't know that your, your partner's penis curves really to the left because she's i'm sorry but unless she life to you she's not going to tell you that okay i would be a stranger that will go oh i know about that so and this to feel the g-spot better try it a little to the left bows a little to the right or maybe he curves upward and we're not talking shit we're just saying i did the research so you can tell me you know exactly Um, and your girlfriends they sometimes blind lead in the blind (laughs) Is it Pure Romance Inc. where they could uh, kind of dig or book some kind of parties or sex? Yeah, stories? how can they book your party? Okay, so it's pureromance.com forward slash Marcella Guerra. So it's M-A-R-C-E-L-L-A-G-U-E-R-R-A. Um, I know we can always attach information to the link, what have you, but another way to find me and accessibility my handle for Facebook and Instagram and TikTok is mommy bat 24 seven M O M M Y bat B A T two four seven mommy bat 24 seven. Um, and I'm accessible well, like that. Nice. Thank you once again, Marcella. Uh, I'm going to send this to you in the link. We ask that you do share and, um, absolutely. Yeah, Thank uh, you. If anything, we always like to regroup. So I don't know if you, if, I'll get with you. We always like to regroup and talk about it afterwards. This is our aftercare, so to speak. So yeah, um, give me that quick. So, uh, you call me and buzz me in if you want. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so yeah, but uh, thank you so much for being on. Thank you to my lovely, uh, my lovely host, Miss Lee Lee. Thank you. And you guys have been great. The ones that do listen, we appreciate you very much. 
And uh, yeah, have a good day. Keep it zen. Peace. Bye.